Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We begin a new series called Anointing Oil, which is a series on the Holy Spirit. Pastor Geshom shares on how the anointing oil sets us apart and consecrates us to live in a way that pleases God while accomplishing his purposes for our life. Are you ready for this anointing oil to be poured over you? So church last week we just heard uh, what it's like to hold fast uh, on to God and we saw that there are two things that we needed to do one we need to hold on to God and the second thing we needed to hold on to the scripture and uh, even this week we start a brand new series and it's a lead up to Pentecost Sunday it's a lead up uh, to the day when Jesus actually uh, allowed his holy spirit to fall down on his disciples and our prayer is that as we walk through this next couple of weeks that we all will have a impartation from the holy spirit we all will be filled with the holy spirit for those of us who've already experienced the holy spirit it will be a renewed refreshing overflow of the holy spirit in and through our lives and we've titled this entire series called anointing oil you know the holy spirit is likened to so many things in the bible uh, to the water to wind and he's also likened to this anointing oil and today as we dwell on god's word i believe god has something uh, he wants to do in and through us he in fact wants to pour out this anointing oil over us so that we will be set free so that we'll be one who are filled with him you know the minute you pour oil onto something it just falls down there's no every hole every crevice every area it just that dense liquid just falls down and today i want us all to thirst for this anointing oil to fall on us as a church we want each and every one of us to have this experience because without the holy spirit without this anointing oil we will not be able to be who we are called to be in this world as followers of Christ so yes we glorify the father who's above who's seated on the throne we worship Jesus because it's through him we have access and we have grace to enter into his throne room and it's that holy spirit who's given to us to walk with us every day of our lives and so even today as we start this as we start the series our prayer is that that god will fill you our prayer is that god will touch you our prayer is whatever season you are in god will do something magnificent in your lives and our scripture passage today is taken from first john chapter 2 verses 26 to 27 a prelude to this entire uh chapter in which john actually keeps talking he says he tells people that you have to believe in jesus you know he you know he takes the case that jesus you're believing in the father but you're not believing in jesus and even last week as we heard we you know uh, tina spoke on the fact that you know we all love the word god but we have a name to this god and his name is jesus we cannot be embarrassed by him we cannot be you know uh, tucking him under the name of god we need to stand boldly and say my god is jesus and so today he goes on to say that this jesus who we worship has given us this holy spirit and that 
comes down like an anointing. And so can we read that passage from 1 John chapter 2, verse 26 to 27? I write this to you with reference to those who deceive you, seduce and lead you astray, verse 27. But as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction, which you receive from him abides permanently in you. So then you have no need that anyone should instruct you. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and is no falsehood, so you must abide live in, never depart from him, being rooted in him, knit to him, just as his anointing has taught you to do. You know, as we start this series, we need his anointing. And his anointing comes when we are desperate for him. His anointing comes when we are longing for it. His anointing chooses to fill us up every day if we go seeking after him. You know, we constantly keep telling here in church, you know, we need to develop this habit to be reading God's word every day. The beauty about reading God's word every day is his revelation is in us and will be manifested in us every day when we seek. You know, the minute you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, he is in you. He's given the Holy Spirit today and he is with us everywhere, every step of the way. But it's when we consult him, it's when we ask him, God, today I read this how do I apply this to my life? That's when we receive a fresh revelation every day because of the anointing that's already present in us. Let's stop going, looking for that everywhere. But let's be genuine and see God first. You know, our prayer is that as a church, if each of us seek God for his anointing oil every day, when we gather on a Sunday, just imagine all of us are actually pouring out into the church. And that church starts overflowing and people will start seeing redemption. People will start seeing healing. People will start seeing God's goodness more than anything around the world, whatever they are experiencing. It will start changing every step of the way. So one thing that we have to understand is the Bible talks about this anointing oil uh, predominantly in the Old Testament. And just to go back, you'll see that as the people of Israel were in captivity in Egypt and as they were being led, as Moses led them, you know, they went through the wilderness and we see that they just didn't go through the wilderness. They in fact bickered, grumbled and they questioned God and God out of his kindness kept meeting them. He gave them quail, he gave them manna, he gave them water from a rock. He was with them, he delivered them from their enemies. But it came to a point where they disobeyed God. At a time when, uh, when Moses was absent, Moses, in fact, went to spend time with God for 40 days. They lost on who their God was. Their hearts started wandering. Their minds started spiraling down. They wanted a God who they can see. They pushed Aaron to create a golden calf. And we see that idolatry immediately entered. And we see time and again, it's important for all of us that as we journey on, we can never do this Christian life alone without the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this Christian life alone without Jesus, without his church. Today, a lot of us are uh, talking about the online world, are talking about, you know, just coming to church and going, yes, we probably spend two hours out of the 160 odd hours of the week in church. But more than that, we need to find God in everything that we do. Else we'll start questioning God in everything that we do. If we do not find God in everything that we do, we'll start questioning, why is God kept me here? Why is God allowing me to go through this? 
but it's in us finding. And so the Israelites questioned, we need a God. They created a God and they sinned and God was angry. And then we see God goes ahead and gives Moses this instruction to create the tabernacle. And we see from Exodus 25 onwards, he gives instruction after instruction. And the beautiful thing is he anoints each and every person who's killed in some craft to actually come forward and give. He anoints Bezalel. He anoints his people there to create things that are unique. There's an amount of excellence that comes into the house of the Lord, into his tabernacle because of the anointing and the outpouring of his Holy Spirit. He goes on to say in those verses that I have put my spirit upon him. So today, if we are all recipients of his spirit, we will aim for excellence. We will just not settle. We will aim for excellence in everything that we do. We will not be satisfied in the father that I am called to be. I'll want to still be the best father that I can be. I won't just be, you know, happy in the husband who I'm called to be. I'll try being the best husband in who I'm called to be, which means I'm constantly learning, which means the spirit will convict me saying, Geshom, these are areas I need you to change. Would you change? And then we see this beautiful thing that happens where they create, you know, all the other, they take goat skin, they create the tent, they create the ark, they create the lampstand, they use acacia wood, they do all that. As Moses gets everything ready, we see God comes down in his glory into the tabernacle. And not even Moses or the high priest could actually go near. He resided there. Today, as we talk about this anointing oil, one of the things that we have to do is to look to God and say, God, I need this anointing oil. I cannot do with this anointing oil. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. And today, how genuine are we? You know, we are living in a pluralistic world today. You, um, you, We don't necessarily have to call something a God, but we eventually make that as our God. For example, if I'm secure in my job, if my job is paying my bills, some sense of security comes in the fact that knowing that my job will take care of this. We are confident that we can do X, Y, and Z because of our job. And so today, if I move this away, it can come down to my wife. Or if I move that away, it can come back, come down to my home. For some of us, we take pride in the work of our hands. For some of us, we take pride in the fact that how we, you know, how we position or how we showcase ourselves to the watching world. Our gods are varied. Today, we want, um, you know, we want health. There are a lot of gods that we tend to go to. We think we need peace. We tend to go to different kinds of gods. We want entertainment. We go to different kinds of gods. And this is not something new. The Israelites were in the land of Egypt where there were a little over more than thousand gods there. They had a god for everything. And one of the beautiful things that God did as he was bringing out his people from Egypt was he demolished every god that seemed to be a pinnacle in front of the Egyptians' eyes. From the firstborn to the Nile becoming red to, you know, doing everything, God made sure he was the true and living God. So today, whatever we are actually struggling with or whatever we think we are secure with is God over everything. Else it's an idol. Else it's an idol. We cannot have God and other things. It's only God. And so today, as we look through the series, the anointing hall, it's just not about us being anointed to go 
to do something it's not about us being anointed to go and do something outside in the world rather it's about us being anointed to change in the inside so that the holy spirit can dwell within us the new testament talks about you know our bodies are a temple of the holy spirit you know many a times the beautiful thing about anointing and i think it's being overused a lot is the fact that you know we talk about oh this person is anointed or oh, we've we've kind of like given a certain kind of elevation for people we think who are anointed we all are anointed if we've sought jesus and asked him to fill us with the holy spirit we all are anointed anointing many a times is not in the outward it's actually in the inward So today I want us church to realize as a grandfather in my anointing am I being am I doing what is what you're calling me to do as a father in my anointing am I doing what you're calling me to do as a husband as a wife am I in my anointing am I doing what I'm called to do as a son as a daughter in law am I in my anointing am I doing what you're calling me to do because the change will happen in the inside you will see that the holy spirit who resides in you wants to exhibit his characteristics in and through us and that anointing is what changes it first changes us in the inside and is revealed in the outside and so let's not get confused in the old testament you know what the anointing oil in fact when moses had set all these things apart the high priest his robes and everything the first thing that they did is they poured anointing oil over everything and dedicated everything and so today it was a direct representation of literally being doused by the holy spirit literally the holy spirit being poured over each and every one of them there were only a few in the old testament who got the opportunity to actually be anointed they either were priests the lineage through the entire tribe of levi or they were probably prophets who were raised up or they were kings who are appointed but today we all are called to be anointed are we longing for this anointing oil and so today it's not what happens it's not physically where we are pouring oil over each and every one of your head no it's the longing of our heart whether we want the holy spirit to come inside and be part of us the second thing that we see is it's not for a select few as i mentioned we saw only priests prophets or kings today it's for everyone The beautiful thing about Jesus coming down into this world when he died on the cross when he rose again and when he said I'm sending my helper is the fact that he said it's for each and every one of us. So today you can't just say you know what it's for them it's not for me no we will ask for you we can pray with you for the holy spirit to come down upon each and every one of your lives. Today God wants to fill you up. He wants to fill everyone who believes in the name of Jesus. is this that we choose not to ask is just we are scared because culture has you know kind of like changed this narrative is made this narrative oh if you're filled by the holy spirit you know you're going to manifest in different ways no his outpouring will manifest but his outpouring first does the work in and through us let's not be so caught up in the outside but let's be more caught up on what god's doing in the inside so as we go through this today as i set the tone for the introduction for this entire series i want us to start by understanding two key things as to what this anointing oil does in and through us the first one is the anointing oil consecrates us the anointing oil consecrates us exodus chapter 40 verses 9 to 11 and this is what it says take the anointing oil 
and anoint the tabernacle and all its furnishings to consecrate them and make them holy. Anoint the altar of burnt offering and its utensils to consecrate them. Then the altar will become absolutely holy. Next, anoint the wash basin and its stand to consecrate them. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Dress Aaron with the sacred garments and anoint him, consecrating him to serve me as a priest. Then present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Anoint them as you did their fathers, so they may also serve me as priests. With their anointing, Aaron's descendants are set apart for the priesthood forever from generation to generation. The anointing oil consecrates us. Today, the Holy Spirit, who is this anointing oil, consecrates us. You know, many a times we don't want this consecration to happen. What is consecration? Consecration is basically, it takes whatever furnishings that were created by man. Today, whatever we are of ourselves, when we are consecrated by the Holy Spirit, we are made holy. Yes, Jesus died on the cross, his blood purchased and with his grace we are able to enter. But many a times in our everyday walk, our intentions are not right. Our motives are not right. The heart longings and our heart idols are not right. But it's the Holy Spirit who consecrates us. Today, the consecration doesn't happen, as I mentioned, in the outside by ice, us pouring oil over us, you know, or over our heads. No, it happens on the inside. What does this consecration look like to us today? As we read in this, we see, you know, uh, Aaron is uh, consecrated and his entire lineage, in fact, is consecrated to actually do the work that's called for them to do as an entire clan in the temple of the Lord. They stand in the gap to intercede for the people, to offer sacrifices. But today, Jesus became that lamb. Jesus became that sacrifice, that unblemished. He had no sin. He became that sacrifice. And so today, we call on Jesus in boldness because of what he's done. But at the same time, Jesus is allowing us to have this anointing oil, the Holy Spirit in us, so that he can consecrate us. A lot of us probably are struggling with so many areas. For some of us, it could be in the area of lust. You know, when we open up Instagram, we see so many things and, you know, we think probably, you know what, this is not my life. You know, my, uh, this is not the wife who I have, or this is not the person who I get to enjoy. And we probably are lusting after someone. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into a moment like that. He'll consecrate. He'll consecrate your eyes. He'll consecrate your heart. He'll consecrate your marriage. For some of us, the very fact of giving honor we hold a lot of grudges, probably against our parents. We hold a lot of grudges against the people. God wants to consecrate that. God's intention is not for us to hold a grudge and then, you know, suffer within. No, it's for him to work in and through us so that we'll receive that healing. His consecration is so that we'll be made holy. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And where the Holy Spirit resides, his holiness should be there. So if the Spirit of God wants to live in us, the first thing he'll do is consecrate us so that his holiness, the very nature of his Spirit will be within us. So today, what areas in your life are you really asking God to consecrate? You know, a lot of us complain, you know what, I'm not having finances. I'm not being able to make my ends meet. Probably you need to allow God to consecrate the area of finances in your life. A lot of us are probably struggling because, you know, we've really not understood 
what we really need to give God with regard to our money. We probably are holding on to money so tightly. But sooner you'll realize that if God is the giver of money, everything belongs to God. He'll consecrate the way we see things. He'll consecrate the way we see relationships. You know, a lot of us are struggling in our lives, in our own family situations. A lot of us are journeying our marriages alone. We've had bad experiences. A lot of us are parenting our kids alone because, you know, our spouse decided to walk out or we are, we are just left in it alone, holding it. Ask the anointing oil to consecrate you. Because you know what? He doesn't want you to, you know, uh, hold on to something and, you know, with heaviness, do what he's called you to do. He wants to consecrate it. His holiness brings freedom. His holiness brings joy. Some, you know, one of the beautiful passages that we get to read about the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when he consecrates you, everything turns. Everything turns. It turns to joy, peace, love, faithfulness, endurance, self-control. All that comes only when you allow him to consecrate you. As we read in Hebrews chapter 9, we see the author of Hebrews talks about Jesus being this, you know, lamb who was led to sacrifice, unblemished. He had no sin. And it's because of him that we are able to have life today and not be people who are actually receiving death. We have life eternal because of Jesus. And so today, as his anointing oil consecrates us, we can call on Jesus and he's willing to consecrate us through his Holy Spirit. But we need to desire it. We can't just pray, Jesus, give me the Holy Spirit and then just walk away. No. There is a beautiful, tangible thing that happens when we wait. So a lot of us probably are in a waiting period. A lot of us are in a waiting period for our breakthrough, our financial breakthrough. A lot of us are waiting probably for a, for you're waiting for a child to happen. You're probably waiting for an open door in terms of a job. Enjoy the waiting. Let the Holy Spirit consecrate us. It's in the waiting that the Holy Spirit can consecrate you. It's in the waiting that the Holy Spirit can tell you what to change. Change cannot happen when you're in the momentum, when you're moving. Change happens in the quietness. You don't change your car wheel when you're actually running. You change it, you stop, you take the step knee out, you take the instruments out, you lift it up, you sweat it out. When God has to consecrate you, it requires some sweating out. Sweating out of our own selfish, evil desires. Our own evil nature. It's not even desires, many. It's our nature. Because we, it's like we get saved, but our nature keeps calling us back. He wants to consecrate it. Today, a lot of us need to be consecrated with regard to our identity. Because we have clung on to what a person has bullied us or what a person has told about us. Or sometimes even our very own parents or our spouses or, our, or the people we think. Today, how many people are having identity issues? A lot of us are suffering. A lot of us in church are suffering. A lot of us are not able to accept the way who God has called us to be. If Jesus says, I've called you by name, I was the one who created you in the mother's womb. No, we, our nature is to pull back. No, but this person said this, this person said that, that person said this. No. Why do we elevate a person above God? God wants to consecrate your identity. 
He wants to set you free from the clutches of what the enemy is trying to hold. The second thing, God wants to consecrate your sexuality. A lot of us are doubting. A lot of us are unable to do what God's called us because our sexuality is so broken. Today, either some form of abuse has touched us, some form of experience has scarred us, some we have these, uh, you know, uh, unrealistic fondness and expectations. God wants to consecrate every area of our sexuality. He wants to consecrate our marriages. He wants to consecrate our roles that we play in our lives today. Why does he want to consecrate? So that we can live in freedom. So that we can experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of love, joy, peace, everything. Nothing of that will be exhibited or be experienced until we go through this process of consecration. Allowing the anointing oil to consecrate me in any of these areas, whatever areas you're struggling with, which you call on, would lead to restoration. I'm repeating that. Allowing the anointing oil to consecrate me in any of these areas which I'm struggling would lead me to restoration. And we'll realize that our dependency is not on the things outside, but it's dependency is on this person who's staying within me, who keeps anointing me with oil every day. So today, as I mentioned, he wants he wants our marriages to be consecrated. A lot of us today are, you know, are in marriages where we realize, you know, we just made it about me and my spouse. No, your marriage is about two families. Just imagine if you as a couple are consecrated in your marriage, in the culture that we are living in. He wants us to be testimonies to our two extended families. And whether we like it or not, we'll see many other leaning in because of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. Salvation will come. Salvation will come. A lot of us are from different faiths and God wants us to understand that when marriages have happened, He wants to consecrate our marriage so that the extension of His love through the marriage will be seen across both families. May our innermost desires be consecrated. May our innermost thirst and longing be consecrated. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verses 5 to 10. I'm just going to read a few verses. It says in verse 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You know, the message, it beautifully says, it leads to wide open spaces. It says, obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us into the open, into a spacious free life. Today, a lot of us need to be consecrated in our minds. A lot of us, you know, give so much credence and importance to our mind talk. Our mind talk is not reality. Our mind talk is just between us. But in that also, God wants to consecrate it. The Holy Spirit has to be consecrating it. Today, what are the mental narratives that you're running in your head? Allow the Holy Spirit to come and consecrate it. You will enjoy and see the fruit of it in your lives. The anointing oil is just not confined and operated on a Sunday or in a prayer gathering or around Christian friends. No, the anointing oil has to permeate into every space I enter and into every place I go. Into every place I enter and into every place I go. He needs 
to work in and through us. The consecration that happens in us will start reflecting in where we are going. The consecration which happened was for a select few in the Old Testament. Look at the glorious future of Jesus coming down to earth. He made us all recipients of the Holy Spirit. Let's desire for his anointing. Let's desire for his pouring. Let's desire so that when he comes down, I love when you see in slow motion when oil is actually poured, it comes down beautifully. The density of it has an even timing when it comes. It's not like water at the force at which, but here when you pour, it's beautiful. And I love the fact that that's how in beauty is what will be seen when consecration happens. Beauty is what will be seen. The cracks won't be evident because God would have worked in and through you. So for those of you who are actually struggling in areas, I want to speak specifically with regard to mental health, with regard to certain form of abuse that you've gone through, with certain regards of mental scripts, with certain issues in life, with certain problems in terms of lust and pornography and sexual dysfunction and everything. Allow the Holy Spirit to consecrate you. What happens when God consecrates us through the Holy Spirit? We find freedom. We find liberation. And you know, the beautiful thing about this anointing oil is the fact that we are not whole people wanting the anointing oil to you know consecrate us. We are broken vessels. We are broken vessels. And it's in our brokenness that his consecration makes us complete. It's in our brokenness. You know, the oil is always... Uh, made, you know, when they make oil, when they make olive oil or any kind of oil, there's a lot of crushing that happens. If we are being crushed and if we have the Holy Spirit with us, it will be something beautiful. But when we are crushed and when we don't have the Holy Spirit with us, we our status remains crushed, broken. But when we have this anointing oil with us, in the problems, in everything that we are going through, the crushing that happens in our everyday, He will make it glorious. He will make it magnificent. He will make something beautiful. The aroma that comes out of us will be something tangible which will bring glory to Him, which will lead many others to wanting this anointing, wanting this anointing oil from us. And then sooner or later, when you're touching people, when you're talking to them, when you're journeying with people, you will be able to lead them to this oil which will consecrate them also. So as I mentioned, it's in, the, it's in our lives crushing that we experience his anointing oil. It's in our lives crushing that we experience it. And so today, there'll be areas where gods are constantly crushing, you know, so many different mini gods that are rising up time and again. Allow him, let the process go, allow him to take you through that process. Allow him to take you through that process and you will find his anointing oil bringing richness and strength in you. The second thing is this anointing oil, this Holy Spirit, this anointing oil sets us apart. You know, the, one of the beautiful nature about oil and when you mix with water is they are too layered. You know, they are too layered literally. You can't, you know, that's why oil spills are really bad when it happens in the ocean as they transport it. It, it causes damage on a bigger scale. The, you can easily see that it just doesn't mix. 
And as I was preparing, I was reminded God was saying this anointing oil that I pour into you, the more and more you receive of my anointing oil, you will detach yourself from the world. You will be in the world, but the principles of the world, the culture of the world will detach, will leave you because you are holding on to the culture of the Holy Spirit. Who is this anointing oil? Romans 12 verses 1 to 2 goes on to say, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When we start to allow this anointing oil work in and through us, the first thing we see is he sets us apart. And in that setting apart, what he changes is our thinking. Because that's where everything starts. And so when the word of God says that we should be in the world yet not of it, the very thing that he wants us to do is it's not thinking. Yes, we still are in the world. We still are going about doing our jobs. We still are doing everything that we are called to do in this world. We still are striving and working and growing and, you know, seeing our kids grow. But the bigger thing that we get to see is our thought process has changed. The way we think, the way we think about a job is entirely different to probably even your best friend or your colleague who's thinking. The way we think about bringing up our family is entirely different. The way we think about our finances is entirely different. The way we think about relationships is entirely different. The way we handle people is entirely different. The way we see about generations in the future is different. The way we see technology and what it can be done is entirely different. So the present day, we won't get scared of where we are at, but our thought process is like, God, you've called me here. What are you calling me to do? You've moved me here. What are you wanting me to do? He will set us apart. Everything changes. Just remember, it's in this anointing oil, which is being poured into us in our times of, you know, being in the world. Things change. What change? Our hope changes internally. Our trust changes internally. Our longings change internally. Our desires change internally our strength changes this anointing oil will change the way we think because it's in our thinking when he changes we start doing what our thinking dictates us and the anointing oil is what god wants to use in and through us you know isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 7 i'm just going to just go through uh, the key words in each of these verses and I want us to realize what this anointing oil is setting us apart for. In Isaiah 61, it says in verse 1, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to bring news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. Jesus came into the world and fulfilled it. But he's given us this Holy Spirit, this helper to go out and do the same thing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us to do what? He has set us apart to do certain things. As I mentioned earlier, oil doesn't mix with water. It can be present, but it won't mix. We can be in the world, but we are set apart to do certain things. As some of us are set apart in our anointing. In this anointing oil, we are set apart to bring good news to the poor. We are called to bring comfort to the brokenhearted. We are called to proclaim that the captives will be set free. We are called to tell those who are mourning that the Lord's favor has come. We are called to tell that the God's anger is against his enemies. We are called to mourn and 
uh, and tell people on morning that their crown of beauty for ashes will be given. We are called to tell that there is, you know, uh, there's festivity in the times of despair because our hope is in Jesus. Because when we close our eyes here, we know we will see him. All of this changes because we are set apart. We do not act like the people on this world. When the stock markets crash, we don't crash. When a pandemic breaks out, we don't, we don't break or cave in. We know our future is secure in him. We don't give in to fear. We don't give in to the lies of the enemy. We don't give in to things that the world dictates. But we give in to this anointing oil. It's in this, as I mentioned earlier, it's in that consecration, we'll find more of him than ever before. It's in that consecration, everything that the world throws at us gets changed to the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace and all that. So today, what are we governed by? What are we governed by? The anointing oil wants to set us apart. You know, a lot of times you're fighting it out, trying to find a common ground. We will never find a common ground in this world today. But what we'll find is that the Holy Spirit, this anointing oil is with us in every step of the way that we take. If we are struggling to be set apart today, will we allow this anointing oil to come into our lives and control us? Will we allow this anointing oil to come in and take us in that journey to set us apart? which means we die to ourselves, which means we allow the Holy Spirit to, you know, give us a fresh perspective of what he wants. Why does he want us to set us apart? What are some of the cultural things that he wants us to set us apart so that we can do all that he's called us to do? God wants us to be controlled by this anointing oil, by the Holy Spirit. He does not want us to be controlled by the very nature of this world. So let us really take this bold step. To say, Jesus, you promised this helper. You promised this Holy Spirit. Can this anointing oil today come upon me so that I can set myself apart? I'm struggling. A lot of us are struggling because the deliverance that we are seeking for cannot happen when we are glued into this world. It comes only when we are set apart. And today, this anointing oil is willing to set us apart. Would you allow that? Would you allow that? In Romans chapter 8, verses 9 onwards, this is what it says. For you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And so today, church, I want us to come to a place where we will desire you're not going to take a step today and say, you know what, this anointing oil like the Old Testament is only for a select few. No, it's for everyone. It's not just for people who are outwardly, you see some people and say, you know what, that person is anointed. No, it's for everyone. Today, the anointing oil is for everyone. The anointing oil wants to consecrate us. It wants 
to work into every crevice of our body and work its way through so that it will be made holy. Today we will be set apart so that we will be witnesses that we are carriers of this anointing oil. That we are just not one with the world but we are set apart so that we bring glory and honor to his name. And so today we see that, you know, our desire and longing comes from a place where we want more of this. And church, I want us all to desire for it. You know, um, uh, one of these worship leaders who's become a pastor now, Glenn Parkham, goes on to say this beautifully. He says, perhaps part of the reason of the church is malnourished and our faith is anemic is because our worship services have become a theological happy meal. And when I read this, I was reminded we are happy with our anointing. We are happy saying that this person is anointed. Oh, that is happening. Oh, there's revival breaking out here and there that we are not longing for it here today. So church today, our anointing oil today is for each and every one of us. We are not going to settle. When he says happy meal, you know, you can go in, you'll get everything pre-packaged within the next three, four minutes that you've ordered and you can enjoy it and go. We are not here for it. We are going to learn to enjoy the weight. We are going to learn to enjoy his presence far more. We are going to learn to enjoy the quietness in whichever season we are in. For some of us, if it's busy seasons, we are going to ask him, God, in this busyness, consecrate me. In this busyness, set me apart. A lot of us want to be one. We want to be known by everyone. But honestly, are we known by the Holy Spirit? Are we willing to allow him to come in and decide and make himself known to us? The longing is for a deep relationship with him. So in conclusion, if we have to be set apart, we need to learn and desire to go deep. We need to come expectant so that we can go deep. And we need to be desired, we need to be refreshed every day so that we will not settle for the shallow, but we will dig deeper for his anointing oil in our lives. The more you ask, the more he'll fill. He's not going to choke you. He's not going to like fill you up so that, you know, you're suffocating within. No, the more you desire, the more he'll fill. And the more he fills you, the more you'll be actually giving it out to this world. So today, as we prepare our hearts, as we've started the series, I want to pray specifically over each and every one of you. And I want to pray specifically over each and every home that you're gathered in. You know, today, a lot of us are seated in our homes. Many of us fail to understand that, you know, our homes is actually a conduit. It's like a cistern which actually can hold this anointing oil. And I'm going to pray specifically that God will anoint you and anoint your homes so that it will be consecrated. Every area will be consecrated and it will be set apart for God to manifest his Holy Spirit in and through each and every area, physical, spiritual, so that you will be able to, when you close your eyes, you're at peace. So that when you talk to people, there's love, there's consistency, there's joy. So that when you are quietly sitting, you're not spiraling down, but you're enjoying his quiet presence in the places that you are. So church, even right now, can we just close our eyes and commit this week and also our homes today and the places that we are at to Jesus and ask him to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. I pray specifically, Lord, right now, as we started this new series, I pray this anointing oil will fall on us. I pray this anointing oil, Lord Jesus, we are desperate for you, Lord. We are desperate, Lord, for this helper to come into our lives. We are desperate for this Holy Spirit to fall afresh on us. 
I pray, Lord, even right now, would you just take that vessel and pour that oil over us? I pray the density of that oil will be felt in every area of our lives, Lord. I pray every crack, every crevice, I pray especially every wound that's broken, every hurt that is opened up, every, Lord, ligament that is causing problem. I pray let this anointing oil fall, Lord. And may we see healing happen, Lord. May we see restoration happen. I pray especially for those who are struggling in the abuse that they have gone through, who are struggling in some form of, Lord Jesus, um, spiral down that they are having mentally. I pray especially, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of identity, in terms of sexuality, in terms of marriage, in terms of the work of our hands, every form of thing that we undertake, Lord, may we have your consecration, Lord. May we be consecrated today, Lord Jesus. I pray especially over each and every one that they'll be consecrated, Lord. They'll be consecrated from head to toe, Lord. That anointing that we saw happen, Lord Jesus, in Moses' time when he did it to the tabernacle, I pray may it happen to us right now, Lord, in the places that we are at, the person that we are at right now, Lord, that we'll have consecration happen, Lord. Let holiness come in, Lord Jesus. Let it fire, let the, your... Let your fire remove everything that is not of yours, Lord Jesus, in and through our lives. Set us free, Lord Jesus. Set us free, Lord. I pray for those who are struggling, Lord, who want to go with the flow. I pray they'll understand that this anointing oil will set us apart. I pray we'll have the courage to stand. We'll have the strength to stand, Lord. We'll have the endurance to push through and be set apart for your glory, Lord. We thank you. Be with each and every one, Lord Jesus. Strengthen each and every one, Lord. I pray for each and every one's home right now, Lord. I pray for the quiet corners that they spend time with you, Lord. Let that be placed, be consecrated, Lord. Let that place be set apart. I pray their entire homes will be consecrated, Lord. I pray, Lord, bedrooms will be consecrated, Lord Jesus. I pray hall will be consecrated. I pray, Lord, conversations, Lord, rooms that they spend. I pray people who walk in and walk out, the doorposts will be consecrated, Lord consecrated so that you will be glorified, consecrated so that the fruits of you will be seen, will be evident, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Go before us and bless us, Lord. Be with us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that your hand be upon each and every one, Lord Jesus. I pray especially the food and water of every home will be blessed. I pray that you will be with each and every one and they're going out, coming in. Strength, your health and your portion will be with each and every one, Lord. Be with us and bless us. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. 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 So even as you step out this week, step out knowing that you can receive this anointing oil. You know, it just doesn't stop with me just preaching here. It comes down to each of us desiring it. And I want each of you to take some time every day to ask, to thirst. If you thirst, he's willing to quench it. If you long for it, he's willing to come and meet you. So would you ask him so that he'll be able to set you apart? He'll be able to consecrate you and make you holy. And He'll be able to work in and through you so that you'll be able to be people who are reflecting Him in the outside. God bless you all and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.